welcome to the Well Read Dooms podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Susie. I'm Alicia. And we are here today to talk to you about Caravel by Stephanie Garber. Yay! Yay! Woo! So, just I'm going to throw this out there as a forewarning. If you have not read Caravel by Stephanie Garber, pause this. I hate to say it. Don't listen to this episode. Make sure you read the books before you listen to it because we're going to talk about spoilers. We're going to talk about plot twists, and there's a lot of them in this series. <laughs> um, and so don't spoil the whole book for yourself unnecessarily. Uh, please take the time to read the book and then come back and listen to us kind of go through it and talk about our opinions regarding it. So yay and welcome. And then our only real housekeeping item, um, our next book is going to be the second book in the series, Legendary which I've never read. I'm the only one here who hasn't read this whole series now. <laughs> so, I'm sorry my chair's squeaking. I hope that does not come through on the mic. <laughs> but if it is, I'm not just like farting. It is my chair. <laughs> if you hear that noise, it's probably a chair. Um, anyway, and if not, I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, things I will say. So I read this book, and Alicia, I know, read this book for the first time in what, 2018 or 2019? I think it was 2018. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so it's been a couple of years. And I read the first one, and I liked the first one, and I just didn't read the second one. We were just like moved on to another book, and that's the way life goes sometimes. I just didn't finish the series out. But I really wanted to. Um, so I'm glad that we are now tackling this series. Susie has now read all of it in the time it took me to reread book one. And, and she, I think, liked it. Did you like it? Yes, I did really like it. So I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm excited that you're going to finally experience it too, Ashley. And I'm glad, honestly, I, I wanted to save this for now. Like, I'm really glad I reread it because I didn't just my memory from 2018 or possibly 19 was not reliable enough, in my opinion, for me to just kind of come into this book club and be like, Scarlet, Julian, twist and turns. I get it. You know? <laughs> so um, I read it again. I know Alicia read it again. And I found it actually really helpful, not just to remember what actually happened in this book, but I liked it more. I liked it more the second time. Probably because on some subconscious way, I knew what was going to happen, although I didn't remember everything that happened in the book. But I, you know, it just was, it was better. Do you not like those kinds of books where you're asking what's going to, because I loved it because I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I <laughs> Well, okay. So the first time I read it, I really hated Tella. Mm -hmm. I really hated Tella. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Like she was the worst. I also, Scarlet is a great example of a character that drives me crazy, but I still like her. Yeah. Like these characters, we'll kind of get into it more, but they've been literally traumatized by their father. They um, are abused. And so, you know, there's two ways to deal, well, there's more than two ways, but there's two common ways to deal with that kind of abuse, which is one is to rebel. And then the other is just try and really behave to never get in trouble again. Mm -hmm. And so Scarlet, never wants to get in trouble. She just wants to be safe, etc. Um, so she tries to not break any rules. She tries to not step out of line. She just tries to be on her best behavior because that's the only way she knows how to stay safe. Whereas her younger sister, Tella, they're only a year in difference. Tella is like 
fuck this place, let's burn it to the ground. And about every, like, that's kind of her stance on everything is, I'm going to do it and I don't care. Even though <laughs> the consequence, the way they're punished by their father, to Tella's actions is that if Tella misbehaves and her dad figures it out, he punishes them by beating Scarlet, her sister. So the punishment, which I also, like, from the beginning of the book, like, the first time we meet them, Tella gets in trouble, and then she's like, I'll just tell him that you did it. And I was like, that's messed up. Like, mm-hmm. and then I realized that she's saying, I'll tell him that you did it, so that Tella takes the punishment for her own actions. Yeah. So that's, like, a different level of additional trauma, is is as well as the abuse because the guilt factor of if you do get caught, you don't actually take the punishment. You have to watch your sibling take the punishment mm-hmm. is additionally upsetting. But Scarlet drove me crazy because the whole book, she's, she's like out of her shell. She's in a whole new world, but she's still operating under these restrictive mental rules that have, that are there to keep her safe. You know, so I can't do this because someone will find out. I can't, I can't tell a lie. I can't basically do anything because if I do those things, like my dad's going to appear out of midair and he's just going to beat me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that was frustrating to me because, you know, I understand that she's literally an abused person who's traumatized. Uh, but it is frustrating because it is a continual internal monologue of I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let loose, you know? <laughs> because that's not how I operate. Um, But I really, really like her, like, despite, like, all that, like, because she, I think she's an amazing character, and it's, it's, like, in spite of everything she's endured, she, like, finds herself along this journey. Sorry that was so long. I have just jumped the shark here, and I apologize. I do agree with that, where I, it is very frustrating like reading that struggle that she goes through because you're just like come on just do it but also like it is very realistic with at a person like that because when she's like what five days she's dealing with this like people don't just snap out of trauma like that it takes them sometimes years to overcome this so it's like it makes sense that like that's her character thing but I like as it went on they could see her growing and like getting that therapy in a way and kind of like acknowledging like this isn't always me and things like that so I liked seeing her growth but I do like her a lot as a character and one thing I do enjoy especially because this book's from her point of view is she sees like emotions and things in color and so I loved seeing that depicted that way I just thought it was a really interesting perspective um writing and at least when I read it I envisioned you know all these colors kind of manifesting and showing around what she was seeing. I thought that was really cool. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's said in this book. I think it's not said until the third book, so I'm not going to say it, but how old, I'll I'll say this to Ashley, how old do you think the girls are? I thought they were 16 and 17. Wow, I totally thought they were 20 until it's someone's birthday, and it's like, I'm about to turn seven. I think it was Tella's birthday at one point. It, she's turning 17 so she's been 16 this whole time like okay <laughs> we, we've talked about this kind of more off screen with other YA books mm-hmm. I'm sorry you need to age these characters up or you need to write them in less mature situations this is just a PSA to the author world in general coming from me who you don't need to listen to at all but like 
as a 30 something person reading the books and it's like, I'm 16. I'm like, that's cool. And then it's like, now I'm in all these adult relationships and situations. I'm like, that's less cool because you're a child, literally. Um, By the time you figure out exactly how old she is, a lot of shit, like even more happens. And it's like, really? (laughs) And I get it. I get it. I know that like, there are 16 year olds that do these things and put themselves in these situations. That being said, do we need, so like, can we just age these characters up just like a little bit? Like you can still be young adult if they're 18 and 19. It doesn't really change very much except for they're not legally children. And I would appreciate that more. I don't know. That's my take. The last thing I'll say on this, because it, turning 18. Even if you want to do that, like in the beginning, it's like there's 18 birthdays a month away. Okay. If you want to be that young and and age them quickly, but like, I'm with you. Like we don't need to constantly depict that young with the situations they're going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think they act 16 and 17. Uh, no. Not no. at all, especially as they move forward. I no. don't think Tella comes off as 16 at all. And I remember, like, the stuff from this book when I was reading it again, and that's when I caught their ages when I read it the second time. So it did say, okay, I couldn't remember if it said or not. I think it says, it like, Scarlet is 17, or, and then there's a reference that Tella is only one year younger than her. Yeah, yeah so she's it's like with the letters as well when she's writing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my sister's 10th birthday, and I, you know, or something like that. And then it's like, if you were look at the years, right. it's kind of when you figure out, I think Scarlet's 17 and Tell is like 16 in the first book, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's just like, maybe, like, I'm sure as a 15-year-old reading this, I would be like, oh, this is so exciting, whatever. But like, I don't know. As like a 30-something you're reading it, but I'm the one buying the books. I also buy the books, by the way, for my 15-year-old. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you know, if she ran off with like a dude, that would be not an okay situation for me, you know? Well, especially like, especially an older dude. <laughs> that, like, Ella also had been doing this like a couple uh-huh. years earlier, so she's like 13? And there's a reference that the first time Tella ran off with the boys was when she was 12. Yeah, although as it moves forward, like, because, again, I thought they were in their 20s, and it was definitely in my mind she's having sex with these boys. She's not. No, she's not. Okay, well, she might. As they move forward, it's very obvious that to her being this gay is kissing. So. Yeah, it is. I think in the next book, it's very early on you do learn that. Like, she allows her sister Scarlett to think what she thinks. Mm-hmm. it's kind of her own illusion like sure this is what I am but really she's not actually that person and she's welcome, made me feel a little better yeah like she's welcome to do what she does I mean people do what they do but you know what I mean I'm just people I just this is a continual thing that we've run into reading these books yeah. where we're like wait how old is this character this character is it's like the Disney princess movies where you realize that Snow White was 14 and it's like well it was the 40s or some crap. It's like, that's yeah. not great. Oh, this is, um, <laughs> I came to two revelations uh, at some point during this book, and actually not just this book, it pertains to other books. So mm-hmm. first off, I binge read, like I can't read a book in a series and not finish the series right, right away. I go insane. Like I have to know what's happening. Um, and I am so in it and so invested and I love it. And then I get to the end and then I get upset with certain things. Does this ever happen to you? Like this, yeah. this is what happened to me with discovery of witches. 
and to an extent this one, but I still, there's an underlying level of love no matter what. But I think it's because I'm so invested. There are some things that just want the fuck out of me. And then the second thing, which again, isn't necessarily pertaining to this book or this series, but I realized it's what my problem with discovery of witches was second to that. The immortal beings are always men. And the girls are always girls. Like even in Discovery of Witches, she had a master's, but she was still in her 20s, I think. Like she was still pretty young. And Bella from Twilight was in high school and Sarah is like 20. So I'm realizing now that's where the ick factor got me from Discovery of Witches. It's always men. Yeah, she's actually in her 30s. Okay, fine. She is in her case, but that's yeah, okay. I remember being like, oh, this is kind of nice reading about a, a person who's like, I think she's like 32 or 34. She's okay. like around her age. Because I was like, this is the first time I feel like I've read a vampire book in general where it's not a 16-year-old or like maybe an early 20. So I was kind of like, it, it was nice. But yeah, it is. Because when you think about like a vampire, like you're hundreds of years, or even a thousand years old, and you're like going for the, which I get it also if you don't age maybe like inside you don't age yeah but like there's that mental part of you that does but you're still gonna always like be attracted to probably someone your age i'm gonna go for like an 80 year old and be like yeah. no it's just 20. why <laughs> the only female version we could come up with was underworld that's it yeah and that's a movie that's all we could come up with yeah because it's always where are immortal ladies are like female vampires yeah there's yeah. never like that or like I mean, even in Buffy, like, Drusilla isn't, like, out, you know, seducing no, as <laughs> like, young men. <laughs> you need to to change this, Ashley. You need to write yeah. a novel now where it is a female vampire, and she's not going for, like, a 16-year-old boy. There you go. I do have uh, my second series that, I'm, that I've not started because I need to finish my first series, but they, I won't give a lot away, but they are <clears throat> not immortal per se. I mean, we would consider them immortal, but they are both, like, older, but I'm having them born within, like, 10 or 20 years of each other, but then they live, like, 130 years before they meet, if that makes sense. That's okay. Yeah, so... I'm good with that. So it's not like one is a 500-year-old bean and the other is a... that started her period yesterday, and she's figuring out what it is to be a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, because that also, like, it doesn't always bother me, but it's, like, I don't know. Like, the, the recent fairy thing doesn't bother me as much because, and I, to Alicia's point, I always view it as you hit, like, arrested development at some point, right? Like, whatever age you're at is the age you're at. Like, because yeah. even, I mean, we can speak to it that I don't feel older now than I did then, but I am smarter and more mature now, and I can acknowledge that. And... Yeah. Than like I was in my 20s, let's say, you know, so even though I feel the same mentally, I know that I have changed and developed and I can't imagine dating a 20 year old guy now. Like that's so gross. And maybe that's why it only works for the men being the old ones because I don't know, but because there's, because Sir Patrick Stewart's wife is 30 years old and he's like in his late seventies, like there already is like a precedent of, you know, you got to trade your 40 year old in for two 20 year olds, you know what I mean? Like, which is sick and bullshit, but it's societal that there's already this precedent that there can be an older gentleman 
who gets engaged, like in the olden times when we were sold like cattle, you know, in marriages, okay. you know, it was like, oh, she's, she's just, you know, had her first cycle so she can be married off to well, the Scarlet. Yeah, the, Scarlet. Was like, yeah, that was Scarlet. When to get married. I like, and I thought that her, when I was reading this, her husband, um, her fiance, I'd remembered that he was old. Like, I thought that he was like 60. But then when I reread it, he's not supposed to be. He's, she's like, he's, it's not that he's unhandsome. You know, she's just not. Well, she didn't know what he looked like. Yeah, she had no idea. But when I was reading it, like the second time through, in my mind from reading it, the first time my memory was that he was like an old man um, that her dad was like, you know, giving her to in exchange for, you know, goods and services. Like they didn't call it a sale. They did call it a marriage. And the certificate was the receipt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Like olden times. That's exactly what happened. It's like a man in his 40s is also considered like very old, but also he's established his wealth so he can afford a bride now. And a 13-year-old yeah. is there to bear children. A commodity. Yeah. You know? But like that's what our horrible past was. Yeah, we are not in that time frame now, ladies. Uh, so, um, yeah, they got. So, like, that's why I think that there's already like a weird societal precedence that you can have a 200 year old vampire immortal being that preys upon young women. Like, that's what vampires are. Like, they prey upon young women. That's like that's the whole thing. Um, I thought of another example yeah. of a, um, what we do in the shadows, Nadia, except. Her, her boy was reincarnated, but still. Grego, my Grego. She called it Jisk. Like she could say Jeff or something. <laughs> yeah. Jisk. Got a little I never watched it, but I forgot that that was one I heard was really funny. It's funny. It's really. Funny. So two. We have two examples of, of female yeah, mortal. Not enough examples. Yeah. I love Nadia. She's my hero. Uh, <laughs> she's amazing. Uh, so, yes. So, I don't know. So, but I agree with you because, I mean, back to this book series, they're not vampires. Um, but they are, like, the, our main character, Julian, which, spoilers, if you didn't listen to me before, no, it's your fault. Julian is the brother of Legend, who is the guy that is the master of Caravelle. Legend dated their grandmother. And as long as they remain players in Caravelle, they don't age. So Julian and Legend are both old enough to have had relationships with these girls' grandmother. And now they're dating, like, them. <laughs> and it's like, okay. The whole grandma thing got me. And I don't think this is a spoiler, but it does not come back up in any of the other books. I don't think that's a spoiler at all, but it does bug me that it doesn't. I think you do <laughs> learn that Julian, like, this isn't really much of a spoiler, but that he's not, like, legends, like, an, uh, like a larger age gap between them, so he's not quite mm -hmm. as old as him, but it was, like, once yeah. he got old enough, you know what I mean, to join it. So yeah. 50 yeah. instead of 70, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he's still bit. older. Yeah, but it's not like he's not like the same. Like he's definitely at least you know as I mean? old as their parents. Yeah, and we don't know if, like, I can't remember. Was their grandmother the one that Legend made the deal for? 
to become the master of Caravelle, or had that already had a story? I think that's what yeah. the story alludes. Okay. It's never clarified though, because I don't know. Like, what if that was that story was about a different woman, and it happened twenty years before? We get more of the story yeah. later about it, but not like necessarily about the grandma. Yeah, the grandma doesn't come back. She doesn't really come back. It means so much. Maybe. She kind of like, you know, she had her, her part in this book, you know what I mean? Um, and you know what? She was quite beautiful, like she claimed to be. So good for you, Grandma, who seems very vain. Okay, Annalise. Yeah, I just imagine like, like she pulled out her dresses and would talk about how beautiful she was. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny because like, obviously her son was a pretty horrible person um, or is a horrible person. But like, it's funny because like she wasn't like, warm and fuzzy but she did have her moments at least where she took an interest at least told some colorful stories like about herself worried when they went to <laughs> mention grandma that she's gonna be like beating her like beating them too or something because you know thankfully she wasn't quite like that yeah but. pretty pretty messed up but yeah so at least as old as could be their grandparents and i, I did get the sense that julian was younger because he said that he also looked up to legend a lot Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, okay, so you've got to at least probably be like 10 years younger than Legend. Yeah, it's something like that, or I don't remember, you don't remember yeah. that date, but you get the illusion that he was a kid yeah. when he was already doing his shows kind of thing, and yeah, you know, wanted to be just like him, which I think we can all relate to if you have siblings or people you look up to. Yeah. So, you know, there's that, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the book. <laughs> So we, we've talked a little bit. I think we've covered our main characters are Scarlett, who's, we get her POV, this whole story. Uh, Tella is her one year younger sister, who is very impulsive and rebellious. Um, and they live on an island of, is it Tristata? I call it Trisda. Trisda? Yeah, I thought Tristada in my brain, but. I'm trying to make it a Tristata here, but it's probably Trista. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they live on a remote kind of island, and their father's the governor, and he sucks really bad, and their mom ran away, which I know that's going to come up later, um, but I don't know how, because I've only read this book, so we won't talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that next month or something. So, um, but, so their mom left when they were little, and then once she left is when their dad became really abusive, and they basically lived with him as a tyrant no one to answer to you this whole time. Um, and they, like, their only, like, glimmer of sunshine in their childhoods once their mom left were these random stories about Caravelle that their grandma told. Um, and so Caravelle is a magical experience where you can go and you can play a game and there's always a prize uh, for the one winner. And it's just full of magic and mystery and very exciting stuff. And they travel around to places. So poor little sweet Scarlet used to write the master of caramel letters every year begging for him to come to her little island with his traveling group for her sister's birthday. And he never answered until she was 17 and engaged uh, and about to be married. And then finally he responded with a letter saying that he would love for her and her sister to attend and they can bring, she can bring her fiance as a guest. Um, and it's going to be held on his own private island, which she, they don't know that yet, but it is apparently held in a remote place. So they have to travel there. 
and Scarlet is saddened by this because this is like the one time she can't go. She's been writing these letters since she was about 10 years old. <laughs> and finally he writes back with, with invitation tickets and she can't go because if she goes, it jeopardizes her whole future because she's so set on getting married to this person who she's never met. She doesn't even know his name. She just knows he's a count. And it's an arranged marriage, obviously, because she doesn't know who he is. Uh, but her goal is to, you know, move there and take her sister Tella with her so that her sister is away from her father. And she's gotten the count and their letters to agree that Tella can come and live with them as well. And so this is like a way to escape their dad. And so she's really put all of her eggs in this basket regardless of the fact that it might not be a good basket for her to get into. Um, so she's not willing to risk her entire future uh, to go to Caravelle. Does someone else want to chat about what's, te what's Tella doing with this information? <laughs> Tella is not on board with this. Because as we kind of like discussed earlier, she's definitely the risk taker, the rebellious sister, who at this point, like, all she's ever wanted to do was to get off this island and, and see the world, which I think we can all understand that viewpoint for sure, especially you're kind of like trapped <laughs> to this very small area and not allowed to do anything. Um, but she's also seen the realistic side of like, you don't know who this guy is. Like anyone can make themselves appear to be a good person or write what they want to say. Like he could be equally as bad as father. So yeah, like, and it's arranged by her father. So yeah. in Tella's mind, there's no way it could be good. Yeah. And Scarlett, all she sees is the light at the end of the tunnel. She's yeah. like, this is my out. So she's so singularly focused on it. Yeah. She, she doesn't want to jeopardize it. Security away from abuse and, and, and yeah. banking on this guy being as good as he seems to be in the letters. Um, and then in reality, you know, Thankfully, Tal is also kind of like, um, are you so sure about this? Like, I think you, go ahead, Ashley. It's not like they can get jobs. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Like, their only option is marriage. All right, go ahead. <laughs> or you could be like yeah. a whore. <laughs> well, yeah. Also not great. Yeah, but that, for the little island and like, the way it's set, that's why it's like, oh, women that try to like take it on their own and get promised like a, a actual job, they actually end up in a whorehouse. And it's like, oh, that's not great. It's not a good feeling. Um, I forgot that that was a line. That was established. I'm just not making it up. I'm but I mean. They leave and promise of a job and they get sold into brothels. I forgot about that. Go ahead. But that is real and hysterical. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so she's definitely kind of like not on it at all. So when she discovers this caravel ticket has finally come around. She's like, we have to go. Like she's dead set on it. Like this is our chance to get away. Like we've tried to escape like once before. We weren't as smart then. Like we didn't have all the things figured out. Um, and Julian, she got caught making out with him in the barrels anyway. So, or what we think. But anyway, he's like, oh yeah, I can take you there. You know, and there's conveniently three tickets, one without a name. Um, so he's just like, if you get me in, I can take you guys there. Um, unfortunately, her dad catches them, and this is where we see his violence, um, where, you know, Tella convinces Julian to say that, she, you know, he was making out with Scarlett and not her, and so Tella gets 
slapped pretty hard twice, I think. Um, it has like horrible bruise and everything from it. So you can see also where she's at, like, I want to escape this. I I'm tired of being abused and I I'm tired of this life. So I, I can definitely see both point of views, though I definitely lean more Tella's route, <laughs> where it's like, escape. I, I also want to say for this whole portion up until, so, so the whole beating the other one thing. So I thought Tella was terrible because she's clearly trying to get her sister to take the blame. And, I, and then we find out why. Um, I'm thinking now, maybe if I were to reread it again, um, it, it would maybe, uh, I totally forgot where I was going with this, guys. Um, I hated Tella throughout the whole book as well, Ashley. Yeah. And I think maybe that first moment should have been a tell to me that, look, she does love her sister. Yeah. Keep that in your mind throughout the whole book. Except yeah. the end, but the end still pisses me off to no end. Like, yes. Oh my God. To be put through that shit. She did not have to. And at the end of this, I, you don't have to answer it now, Ashley, but I'm going to ask you if you think legend, legend can be redeemed from what he did to her. We can talk about that at the end. But anyway, it's also like, I think maybe if I had thought more about it from that first moment, I would have liked Tella better. Does that make okay. sense? I definitely feel like I also felt that where I hated her the first time I read it. And having read it again, I still like was very angry at her. And But I also now I knew what she was doing. And so I didn't hate her as much, but I still feel like there's a selfishness to her and a reckless side of her that sometimes she causes a lot of pain and it doesn't always maybe justify the means or in her mind it does, but it's fucked up. Like yeah. with Scarlet, like I felt at the end of the book so hurt still, even yeah. though like I understand the end game, which we can get into, but like I would just feel devastated to have to go through that. It was too far. Yeah. It, it went way like, too far harbor even though I know how the series ends I yeah. still have this like underlying like you're kind of still a shitty sister like you're not as yeah. shitty as I thought but like why do you have to be that way you know what right. I mean like, I would never want to put Ashley through that right I wouldn't thank you Alicia because I would open palm slap you <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm so glad you're alive slap <laughs> like I really wanted her to how <laughs> dare you do this yeah. to me how dare you? Uh, I did want to say um, that one, I'll answer your question, Susie, and I will discuss more later. Mm -hmm. Yes, only because I'm pretty sure that a lot of this was Tella's plan. Uh, <laughs> so I think that if it was like a corroboration, uh, you can't just say he can't be redeemed because of some of Tella's actions. Uh, but that being said, I don't know yet. Obviously, I haven't read the rest of the books, and I know that he's going to come into play. But coming to play much more. What I will say um, is something, the one time they tried to escape before that Alicia mentioned. So they tried mm -hmm. to escape, I don't know if it was a year or two before, and they used to have a friend named Felipe. Oh, who, yeah. Yeah, he was like their really good friend, and he secured them tickets on a boat. So their plan was to get on a boat and like literally leave the island and just go off on their own. And so Felipe had secured these tickets for them. Of course, their father's the governor, so he found out 
we don't know how, but I'm sure someone just called him, you know, just alerted him that his daughters were trying to run away. And so one, they didn't get off the island, they got caught. And then as punishment, he drowned Felipe in front of Scarlett, because she's the oldest, and he told her that if they ever tried anything like this again, this is what he would do to Tella. And Tella didn't see that, and Scarlett never told Tella this. So I feel like a lot of Scarlett's extreme trauma and fear is literally she watched her dad kill her childhood friend because they tried to run away, right? All he did was get them tickets, and they didn't get punished, but this kid died, Um, and then it got covered up. So Tella, like, doesn't seem to even know the full extent of the of what their father will do violence wise. I mean, she knows that like he hits them and he punches them and all that kind of stuff, which is horrible. But I don't think she knows that he killed their friend, you know, but Scarlet can't forget it. And so this idea of running away to Caraval, as fun as it sounds, like Scarlet's like, well, it's not worth Tella getting murdered by our dad. And Tella's, you know, doesn't have that fear in her mind at all. And so she's like, we'll just go and it'll be fine. Like, <laughs> well, it's also like, it's not an empty threat. It's, it's no, it's, this is no. like, a, this is a guarantee. Like I, I will do this. I have two daughters. I really only need to sell one of you. So, Which, I mean, you know, it's messed up, but like, I two, also feel paralyzed by that. Like seeing that happen and like the threat of that happening to my sister, because I, disobeyed like I can absolutely see why that would make you stop and like go to safety whatever that means just because you're so scared I feel like Tella has to know a little bit even if she doesn't know that story and she knows how horrible it is but she has to know that she's expendable because otherwise the whole end date wouldn't work because she it's basically like our father needs to see me dead therefore he has no hold over Scarlet Mm -hmm. so when it comes to that part like I understand the extremity of some of it, but I don't understand the extremity of killing Julian in front of her. Like, I don't know. And well, I mean, we can get to that later, but it's like. Yeah, she explains how that was her fault uh, because she could see that Julian and her had an actual connection and she didn't want, as much as she didn't agree with her marrying the Count, she did not want this to be the cause of her deciding not to be with the Count. Like she wanted Scarlet to on her own make that decision and not to have like an actor like intentionally woo her away and, and that be the reason and it be a false thing. Oh, okay. And I so totally had, didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah. And so she had said, like, if something like this happens, you need to get them out of here. Like, this is not what I'm here about. Oh. Um, now, and the situation was actually genuine. Like, they both genuinely had feels, feelings. It wasn't. Like an, like an actor just, you know, yeah. having fun or whatever. But oh, well, that, yeah, that's the part I remember. Like, I remember her telling Legend, don't make any, don't make her fall in love. Yeah. I do it's remember the, that part. That's okay. why he got killed, because okay. he, he followed in on it. Like, that was the request. And once that um, pocket watch opened up, and, like, him basically saying, like, everything from this was genuine, you know what I mean? It was kind of like, oh, gotta stab you. <laughs> <laughs> from the game okay. yeah also julian was supposed to, i know i only know just because i just finished like this book like by at one o'clock today um and it's at the very end where this explanation comes for the whole thing um julian was just supposed to get them to caravel he was supposed to leave her in the clock shop 
Um, but instead he kind of remained her companion throughout this entire thing, which was fine, but he was supposed to exit the games, like exit stage left like a long time ago. But even Tella said he, when she said she wanted the person removed from the game, if, if they started to, if anyone engaged in a romantic relationship with Scarlet, which I'm sure Tella didn't even see coming because it's her sister who doesn't seem to really have those sorts of um, risk-taking capabilities when it comes to romance in general. Um, but they were supposed to be taken out of the game. She was like, I didn't mean kill them, and I definitely didn't mean kill them in front of you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, suddenly you're snatched away, <laughs> and you're removed. <laughs> I definitely didn't mean to murder them in front of her when I said remove them from the game. Like, yeah. That's just a surefire way to do it. <laughs> Did you love him? Well, you can't because he's dead now. Drama. Drama. <laughs> this is, you can thank your sister. <laughs> she did this to you. <laughs> this was part of her request. She totally loves you. Oh my god. So, yeah. so basically, we skipped a bunch of those mishaps. Sure but um, Tella and Julian kidnap Scarlet. Yeah. Because Tella knows there's no way she can get her to agree to go. So the answer is kidnapping. Uh, so they kidnap Scarlet. And when she wakes up, she's getting rowed on a boat with Julian into Caravel. And hold on to your hats, people, because this is the last time we see Tella. Tella, we do not see any more from the beach when Scarlet gets kidnapped. Um, <laughs> that's it. Tella's gone till the end of the book. Yep. So the majority, at least the beginning part of this whole next thing, you're waiting to like find Tella. You will not find her. If that was actually, that was one of the things that was more helpful when I read it the second time is because there's so much anxiety and having your your sister, your friend, whoever you're with, the only person you're with is gone and you can't find them. Like, that's horrible. Can you imagine if Julian had left and she was all alone? I know. It would be so much worse if yeah. he had left and then she was just alone to figure this out on her. One, she, I don't think she would have figured it out mm -hmm. without some kind of help from somebody. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it wasn't clear. <laughs> I think well, I mean, I think Dante would have stepped in because that was the whole plan, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Do we know that yet? Okay. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that he was like the, he was supposed to be like the love interesty, like intriguey or whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean? He was supposed to be the helper person. But yeah, I think that was Julian. Like he saw like how distraught she genuinely was. Yeah. That he was like, this girl's not going to get anywhere. And also she wouldn't have. She was straight panicking. Like yeah. she never would have found the entrance. She would have been locked up before it even began. She would. She probably wouldn't have made her a hotel room in time. I mean, yeah. she was a hot freaking mess. Which, honestly, I would be too. Yeah. Like to come yeah. a friend or my sister, I'd be like, "We're not doing shit until I find out where they are." And she still <laughs> thinks that she's gonna stay three days at this point, right? Because she's like, oh, yeah. "In order to make my wedding, which is in six days, I can stay three days and get back or whatever." And it's like, it's like, girl, you are not gonna stay. It starts at one night. One it day. starts at we're going to stay one day. Oh, that's right. That's and right. it turns into two, and then it turns into three, and yeah. then she dies for a day, yeah. and then she wakes up, and it's like, well, uh, <laughs> I keep going. get married. <laughs> yep. That ship has sailed. Um, so, yeah. So, 
we can just kind of skip to, they're in Caraval, as we've talked about, Scarlet is just frantic, trying to find her poor sister, uh, who has arranged, like, to oh. be gone, just, she's, she's arranged this whole damn thing, um, she's well, just, well, and here again, she, she plans it so her sister will be outside the door to hear her fake having sex with somebody as she, like, before she's taken away. I will say this. I will say this. I'm sorry. I know that you said later that we find out that she, that Tella, like, doesn't have sex with all these people. Yeah. Okay, let's just go back to, in this book here, when we first yeah. meet Julian, they're making out in, like, the barracks or, like, the rum room, like, wine the cellar. Yeah, yeah, no, like, a wine cellar situation. And she hears heavy breathing and then, like, a noise from Tella. And she thinks that she's, her first mind, her ne- her mind never goes to romance or sex. It always goes to Tella's in trouble, right? Um, and so she, like, goes barging in, and she finds them, and their clothes are all just rumpled and, like, are just dis- disorganized. Like, Julian's shirt's out of his pants or something. Like, they're all a hot mess, right? And then later, later in the book, she's like, I didn't even kiss him. What were you doing? I'm sorry. What were you doing? I'm an adult. I know how it works. Were you guys just like rubbing each other's chest and like your pants? Like, what were you actually doing? If you weren't even kissing, what were you doing? <laughs> I feel like she's a great actress, but no, like she definitely yeah. like paints herself to be this person, right? Yeah. Like because like even at one point, Scarlett's like he's just like she's probably inside, and she's like. Oh my god, and she's like, well, she is really impatient. Like, she probably did go inside. You know what I mean? Like, he has to keep, like, edging her on, and then she's kind of like, well, she probably would leave me here on the beach. <laughs> you know, she probably would go find the hotel without me. She'd probably go find a man and just start having sex and be like, oh, I'm sure my sister got it. Okay. It's like, yeah. it's sad because it's like, even if she's your sister, she's created this persona that that's how she is. So she, you know, she is underlying like a little selfish to an extent if she's got this, like this doesn't happen overnight or one sitting where you're like, I can't always rely on the sibling. You know what I mean? Um, but I definitely feel for Scarlet because like, she's definitely the more innocent, naive kind of sibling, you know, which is fine. Like everyone's got our different growing pains and stuff. But I just feel back to you like, oh, my sister's in trouble. And it's just like, go away. I'll never forgive you. You know? And well, then surprise she's kidnapped and it's like oh my god I should have barged in (laughs) yeah well and like Ashley said earlier both I feel like the way that they are is definitely a response to their trauma like oh yeah and so she's just like well her trauma has made her reckless it's made her slutty it's you know this is normal and Tella knows that and she played into it to Mm -hmm. to get this bruise underway definitely allows her people to believe whatever they want yeah, to overlook her because it's like oh she's just a 16 year old trollop yeah no one's gonna look too deeply with that person they're not gonna take you seriously they're gonna overlook you while you get away with other stuff because they're just like wow no i feel knows. like Ella is very self-aware and she uses that to yeah. her you know to further whatever she's trying to do mm-hmm. uh, to her advantage which i would not have realized until the end like throughout the whole book i just think she's a selfish slut Oh, the whole time, until the very end. Um, But Scarlet, on the other hand, I feel like is not self-aware at all. And she has no idea how she comes off. And I feel bad because people keep calling her out left and right. Like, you're only here, like, you've waited your whole life to get here, and now you're just sulking and feeling bad for yourself. Or, you know, 
at several points, people just call her dumb mm-hmm. in the book. They're like, like dumb, naive, scarlet. And I'm like, you should slap these people. Like, they are so mean to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unnecessarily pretty. Or some, they say something like that, too, where it's like, she's, like, pretty, but, like, it's being wasted on her. You know what I mean? Like, I also feel bad because she's got this beautiful, magical dress, which is really cool that it, like, changes. Like that. Also, it changes with her emotions. And so, like, she can't even, like, have a poker face because, like, whatever she's feeling, it just full-on changes. And, like, that sucks. <laughs> like, you're yeah. completely exposed to everybody at this point. Also, though, she could just change, especially later when she gets new dresses. <laughs> It takes a lot to get those dresses, but yes. It did take a lot, but she had them, and she still, like, always wears that dress. Yeah, yes. for a long time. Yeah. It grossed me out. I was like, is that dress self-cleaning? Is it? I know. Like, it has to be, because, spoiler alert, not really spoilery, literally she wears it through the whole series. Are you kidding? She keeps wearing yeah. this dress. Yes. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. she did change them. I mean, she changes it throughout, but in the third book, it's definitely still there. Oh, okay. It's a plot point, the but I'm not going to... Like, good minutes since I've read the other two. Yeah. But. The girl whose name is, like, Aiko or Aiko. I, I want to say Aiko from the Cinder series. Aiko. Yeah, I was like, it's not Aiko. I don't remember. Is it Aiko? Yeah. Describe who you're talking about. She's, like, the, the, the historian. The historian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I called her Aiko. Uh, anyway. I don't know. Whatever her name may be pronounced as, I love when she was like, I hate this dress because it keeps changing and her whole entire job is to record the history of Caravelle. And she's like, it's going to change and people are going to think I made a mistake because your dress changed mid-scene. And I was like, yeah, for her sake, change this dress, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <the> dry cleaners. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, I did feel bad for Scarlett with that whole situation though, just in general, because yeah, people definitely like, and it was, it was true. Like, all the things they were saying oh, yeah. were on point, and it sucks to hear that. <laughs> Especially from people you don't know, or people you, like, you barely know, but they're, like, speaking the honest truth, like, you won't look back on this and just have not enjoyed or even, like, tried to, like, what's the word, um, be present in this situation. Like, this might be your only ever opportunity, and instead, like, you're wasting your time having self-pity and stuff. Like, I think we all know that person that maybe you went on vacation with or had an event with and they ruined it for everyone because all they did was have this fight or fit and then they threw a tantrum and we're all like well this day was supposed to be amazing and it freaking sucked because you threw a pity party and we're all suffering well that's kind of what she was doing a little bit but not what you want to hear it's more extreme in her case because her sister has been kidnapped yeah um spoiler we haven't really covered this we find out immediately on like day two that her sister isn't just like off having a good time mm-hmm. like we think she is, but she's part been kidnapped as part of the game. Mm-hmm. And now to win the game of Caravelle, you have to find her sister and legend. Mm-hmm. And the, the prize for this year's is one wish. So one, one wish is the, is the prize of the game. So now everyone is looking for Donatella that's at Caravelle um, because she's been kidnapped. And they keep asking Scarlet for information to try and find her so that they can win the prize. Mm-hmm. But I love that scene where, it was, I think that's where she first meets Aiko or whatever, when they're in the tavern and Julian has, I'm doing air quotes, stood her up mm-hmm. um, at the tavern. And so she's just sitting there and she's like, people are coming and they're asking her questions. And she's just like, I don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. And then the strange woman is just like, why don't you just lie to them and tell them whatever? 
she's like, they're here to have a good time. Like they're trying, they're playing a game. Yeah. And this whole thing is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a game. And she's like, my sister is kidnapped. And she's like, yeah, I hear you. And I know that everyone knows that she's part of the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, just tell them anything. You don't know anything. So you can't Dude, it's not like you're just sitting on a wild goose chase. Tell them that you saw something strange. And so she starts doing it. And she's like, look how happy you just made those people. It's, you know, they're here, they're playing a game. But it sucks for you because your sister is somewhere. You don't know where she is, you know? But yeah. And it was like, it was a valid point to that too, because a lot of people she said, like, are there just for the experience? Yeah. Like, they don't even necessarily care to win the game. They're just here to have that scavenger hunt, to have that fun, to like, drink the weird cider and like you know just to be present and have fun with it and so yeah I think we're just like go to the fountain where people like something something's happening and they're like oh I think I know that one so they're like excitedly hurry off versus being like I know nothing and you're just like a puddle of tears <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's depressing but that's disappointing yeah because <laughs> well, in theory like the idea behind it is it's a game so she's just like just like include like someone's dead it's like someone's missing go find them like I don't think anyone there is thinking that this girl's gonna be dead. So all like, all right, well, she's locked away hidden. Everyone's gonna figure it out. But obviously, from a sister point of view, you're even if you know that might be the case, you're still gonna freak out a little bit. Yeah. No, I think for her point, it's definitely warranted to be freaked out about it. But yeah, for everyone else, they're just playing a game and they have no idea that that this that this isn't part of the game. You know, it's literally the the point of the game is to find her sister. So, you know, they're just all trying to play. So, and it is a good metaphor for less dramatic things, unlike a kidnapped sibling that probably, you know, you can probably ruin a good time over that, but, you know. You should probably. <laughs> but, you know, for other things that are more minor, and it's like, if you're doing something, you're supposed to be doing something fun, but then you just focus on this one negative thing, then not only have you just focused on the one negative thing, you've also missed out on the opportunity to have fun instead. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a lesson. Um, and less extreme circumstances than your sister's been kidnapped by a carnival master. I don't know. <laughs> uh -huh. So throughout this, she and Julian are off to find clues. They're, they're looking for clues. There's five clues that go on. They go on a series of adventures, um, as you do. And more and more, as they go through these adventures, they fall more in love. Aww. Oh, my God. Um, and, oh, and like shopping on some hands, it's like shopping's really cool there because no one uses money except for the one guy, um, that runs the carousel. Mm -hmm. So no one uses money. So you can buy like a dress, like we talked about her dresses. Um, you can buy a dress for a secret mm -hmm. and that's pretty cool. Like I would tell certain secrets for a dress. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you're willing to actually like be forthright with it and you have no no problem doing it which that's yeah, if you're not who you are if you're not being truthful then it won't work i guess uh but so that's kind of the situation to find one of the clues that scarlet finds herself in when she's off with the historian of caravel as we mentioned the story of caravel she hates her dress because it keeps changing and so she's like, let's go buy more dresses. And it's like a fun scene. And she's like, yeah. she's like, okay, it's like one secret, two secrets. And, but you don't just get to choose what they are. 
So one of the questions, and I love that, it was interesting, it was like, what do you want most in the world or whatever? And she's like, to find my sister Donatella. And it's like, burr, burr. <laughs> I'm like, okay, nope, that, that wasn't it. What is it? And she's like, find my sister Donatella and then their last name. And it's like, burr, burr. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, then you have to pay with two days of your life. What is this deal? What is this horrible deal? Also, what if it was the last day of Caravelle? Like, how does this dark magic work? Um, but couldn't you just be like, no thanks, I don't want the dress? Like, that's not an option, apparently. Yeah, like, once you've made the, like, the deal to buy these dresses, like, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't know, one, that who would think that's even a possibility? And, and she thinks it's at the end of her life. <laughs> and she immediately starts to get sick. Why wouldn't you ask? I don't <laughs> how, know. How does this work? <laughs> And then the woman's like, how am I going to know when you're going to die? No, it's right now. Like, yeah. hilarious. like I, I appreciate it. Like, it's not like, how, how am I going to just like snatch those two last days of your life? No, that's a long time possibly. <laughs> it's, not it's not equal currency at all. So yeah. <laughs> so, so she's like, you better get back to your hotel room, to your bed. Otherwise you're going to wake up buried alive if you die on the street. You know, what is this game? So, so yeah. she has to like get back to the, she barely gets back. Also, the historian just abandons her on the street and is like, don't stop walking. She puts like sugar cubes in her mouth to keep her conscious, I guess. And she's like, don't, don't die. Hurry back. She doesn't like help her get there. Um, and then Dante luckily drags her ass inside and he's panicked because his sister is now missing too. We never really come back to that, uh, but just guess it's a plot point um, that was not followed through. But he's panicked, and luckily she gets to the room with Julian. Julian stumbles upon her at this point, and then he does some, I don't know, other transference so that he pays with a day of his life to make her two days into one day, so they only miss one day of Caravelle. Oh, and that's when she really freaks out at the dress shop. It's because she was supposed to leave, I think, that night um, mm -hmm. or the next day to go meet her fiancé and get married. But giving it two days makes that entire thing impossible. Yeah. yeah. And she's supposed to find her sister. So and she's supposed to find her sister and win the game. That's very easy either. <laughs> but one thing I thought was cool about that was because she was freaking out for good reason and she was, like, asking Aiko, like, well, how can I see this book? Like, how's it going to work? And she's like, don't worry, I'll come to your dream. She's like, I don't remember my dream. She's like, you'll remember this one. So I like that she still, it wasn't like, now that you've woken up from being dead, I'll show you my book. Like, it was like, no, during your dead time, I'll at least make this worth your while. You will yeah. see what you need to see in here. So I thought that was kind of cool, at least. Like, I mean, it's misleading. It's a dream, but yeah. <laughs> it's not misleading. Yeah. It was not clear at all. Yeah. True. She didn't, she didn't say what she would show her. She said it would be helpful, sure. but in what ways? That book is pretty thick. <laughs> yeah, because the book is very misleading. At the end of it, she wakes up thinking that Julian is secretly legend. So legend is the Caravelle master who started this whole thing and had a strange relationship with her grandmother. Um, <laughs> romance. So, yeah. yeah. So basically, when she has this, like, little dream while she's dead, I guess, she imagines or she sees the funeral for this person named Rosa and 
Rose is dead, and then Julian, like, oh, Rosa threw herself off of a balcony uh, because she was so in love or heartbroken or Julian, uh, not Julian, legend had made her crazy. Mm -hmm. So basically in the, the dream. Part of the game. Yeah, as part of the game. Yeah, she got carried away. So in the dream, she comes to the deduction that Julian is secretly legend because he was wearing a top hat. That's her only, like, she, no one knows what Legend looks like, but they know he wears, like, a top hat yeah, and tuxedo and stuff, and I think he has a cane. Uh, he's basically Mr. Peanut. Like, Did these, you guys ever watch Sailor Moon? Because he makes me think of Tuxedo Mask. No. Okay, no. Me. Never did. I love it, but I never watched it. It's okay. Anybody um, listening, Tuxedo Mask is what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> and there <laughs> Anyway. But, yeah. Um, but she, also, he's at the funeral for this person that up until then he had not said he was involved with at all. True. Right? right. And then I think he says it was his sister? He does say he was his sister. Yeah. No, Dante was supposed to be engaged to her. Yeah, Dante was engaged. So we ended up learning that basically during like, like three years ago or something, there was a game of Caravelle and Rosa fell in love with Legend and I guess her fiance found her in bed with Legend or something like that happened. She ended up breaking off her engagement with him. And then um, Legend was like, oh no, like, I don't love you. I can't yeah. love people. Like, this was just a fun time for me. You're mistaken. And her family, Julian's family, was just like, well, we're not taking you back now. You've got no home, you whore. Like, you made a, you made a mistake. And so out of all that distress and like emotional, you know, situation, she killed herself. She jumped off a balcony. So that is what we saw in the funeral scene of that, which is a very horrible thing. Like, obviously, I don't think anyone there obviously thought that was going to happen, but that does show that how hurtful just taking advantage of someone that's married, you know what I mean? Like just taking advantage of people in general, you never know like their mental health state and like what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so like, don't be a dick. Don't do that to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, don't throw yourself off a balcony over a boy ever. Oh my god, please. No. Don't ever kill yourself. Don't yeah. harm yourself. Boys are stupid. And they're I not. mean, or girls. But also, also, girls are also not worth it. That's true. Um, I am not saying justification for this at all. But also, I mean, it's like, what, the 1800s-ish? I mean, it's a fake time period. I get it. But as we mentioned earlier, your choices are, like, marriage or to be a whore. So, like, she was caught being a whore. So her life is kind of ruined. Like, her life is over, basically. Oh, yeah. Because Legend let this happen. So Legend is to blame. There's definitely like accountability there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's an adult, and she's to blame as well. But... His, yeah, it's just not just also just for him, like constantly seducing these young women, married yeah. or not, or whatever. Still, like, there are consequences for the that. The lives are over, they're either hookers or dead, or they're dead because they're gonna get syphilis or whatever. Yeah, so, as yeah. hookers, yep. So, yeah, it was bleak. This whole dream mythical time period based off of real time periods were all bleak so it was a dream it was very misleading i don't really know what she was supposed to gather from it quite honestly but like yeah i don't know it confused me because it's up until this point i thought julian was legend and then that dream happened and i'm like well they're trying to make us think he's legend so he's clearly not legend right so what yeah what was she supposed to get from that 
I felt like it was more of because it started off with her history of her grandma, which she knew about. But like, yeah. the historian didn't know what all she knew. So I'm wondering if she was trying to like show her the beginnings or like the truer beginnings, you know, like maybe her grandma didn't tell her the truth because most people don't and you're going to romanticize or, or distort things the way that they But Rosa happened after her grandma. But it started off with the grandma and then it progressed. So I think I felt like it was kind of showing like the grandma in the beginning, like her ties to it. And then also bringing Julian, Julian in. Cause at that point she didn't know that he had anything to do with Rosa. She knew about Dante, like having lost his sister. And I think she even knew she had found out from Julian that like he had lost um, something very precious to him. So I felt like it was kind of trying to like point him out like, oh, hey, this person that you're hanging out with isn't actually who he claims to be. There's more to him. Now, what you take from this is on you. I kind of felt like that's kind of what it was. Like, it wasn't going to give you a clear depiction, but it was trying to show you that, like, he's not being 100% with you. Or maybe do you think Legend and Donatella are like, oh, they're getting too close. Maybe. So let's make her run away from him. Maybe. That would make the most sense because, like, the, we find out later the Rosa thing didn't even happen as the story goes. Yeah. Rosa was well, not. Well, I mean, possible. it happened, but. Yeah, it's a, a person that died during Caravel. Yeah. Same, she did kill herself. Right, but she wasn't Dante's not related to anybody. Fiance, you know. She wasn't Julian's sister. No, she so did still supposedly entirely. Entirely, it's a fake narrative. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she died for a fake dream, and just woke up far more confused than she was before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So she, and I feel bad for poor Julian, and this who just gave up a day of his life. Yeah. And he wakes up and he's like, we're okay. And she's like, get away from me. You're a legend. I know it because you were wearing a top hat. And he's like, what the actual fuck has happened to you? Like, this, thing. like just saying that aloud is just like so freaking ridiculous because people wear top hat, tops hats like at this time period. This isn't abnormal. This is like yeah. only one person ever does. It's like such a ridiculous like accusation. It's so ridiculous, and especially knowing what we know at the end of the book, in that in that period, what are you talking about, right? Like, you're a legend, and I know. And he's like, um, no. And then this whole confusion gets interrupted because suddenly, dun 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 dun, dun her father arrives. Yeah. So now somehow, mysterious, her father has arrived at Caravel after Caravel started. He got in somehow and is now looking for her. Um, and then we don't need to get that far into it, but so, so now they're like trying to find Tella, trying to not die, <laughs> trying to avoid her dad so that they don't die. Um, and they run into a man also in a top hat with an eye patch. Um, who's not apparently old and also not unattractive despite the top hat situation, which and she's like drawn to him mysteriously during that random food spell she's on. Yeah, she has to get into, but yes. <laughs> and then that guy's like, I'm your fiance, count something. Darcy. Darcy or Decorate yeah. something. He's yeah. like, I'm your I'm your fiance. And she's like, No thanks, no thank you. Uh -oh. Um 
And so she's realized in that moment we've seen a complete stranger that her father brought to Caravelle to capture her and bring her home so that he can marry her off. Uh, that maybe this isn't what she wanted for herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she's not. Of self-discovery. She's like, maybe Tella's right. And also her dad is not at all concerned with recovering Tella. He's just there for Scarlet. He does not care. Um, so now we've got like this whole thing that keeps more than once we have run-ins with the dad and the count slash fiance and Julian, the love triangle. Uh, she's like, I love you, but I'm engaged to you and I hate you, father. Like all of her choices are bad. Um, and I discovered that Dante's dead. Oh yeah. Dead. They find, yeah, so there are these tunnels that keep coming up. They go throughout Caravelle. I imagine it's like the tunnels at Disney World that the players use, the characters and people use to travel so that you're not seeing everyone all the time. No one's seeing Mickey Mouse without the head on, that kind of stuff. Um, So very similar there, only these tunnels, and hopefully not the ones at Disney, have dead bodies in them and people that go mad. So, these tunnels are dangerous. They're not supposed to be used by anyone. Um, but here we are. So, oh, also at this point later, after the fiance, that's when we have a romantic moment where I did the first time I read it think that Scarlett and Julian for sure had sex. And then when I read it a second time, I was like, no, they just made out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like definitely escalating. Like, I do get thrown off with, like, any kind of book or anything where it's, like, we've never even kissed, or I've never kissed a person, but then it's, like, boom, we banged it out. I'm, like... Yeah. I skipped all the steps. <laughs> I went to the end. Full in, like, all the way. All the way in. He's, like, I don't want you to do anything you regret. And I'm, like, kiss you? Okay. Like, that's dramatic language for a kiss. Um, I think it's because she's engaged. Yeah, who cares? That guy sucks. So, old, I suppose. Also, no one will know. Not like they're making out on the stage. Um, one funny thing I will say, um, I was supposed to, uh, as I was reading this, there was a point where I thought we were going to have to drive like an hour and a half somewhere today and then an hour and a half back. And I was freaking out because I was like, I'm not going to be able to finish Caravelle because it's three hours of my life driving. And then, you know, also time that we're spending at this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was stressed and so my husband was like can you listen to it on audible and I was like I guess you know and I was at the like the last fourth of the book and he's like this isn't like a dirty book is it and I was like no it's pretty clean and I was like wait now there is one scene I don't remember what happens there might be sex <laughs> then we ended up not driving that far away um, so I didn't have to worry about it and I just got to finished the whole book reading it, although I did use an Audible credit to download it um, already, but that's okay. So when I read it, I was like, oh no, they just made out. This probably would have been fine in the car with, <laughs> with everyone there, <laughs> but my husband was like, wait, how filthy is this book right now that, that we're going to put on, the, on the, the Bluetooth speakers with the whole family in it? I'm like, it's not a Court of Thorns and Roses. <laughs> yeah. You can always see if mom wants to listen to it. What'd you say? No, I thought mom wants to listen to the book. Your Audible credit that you used. Anyway, oh. here. Okay. Yeah. So, are you saying that maybe mom will listen to it? Yeah, to the Caribou book that you downloaded. On yeah, she might. Yeah. yeah. She has my Audible. 
yeah, it can get some use. It's a good book. Yeah. So it was it's pretty it was pretty funny. I was just like, wait, this isn't we're not gonna put on like a filthy bus. <laughs> just just like family tripping in the car. And it's like he undoes my bustle, freeing my trapped breast. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's just boop 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 skipping forward fifteen seconds at a time. That's hilarious. It was hilarious. I was like, no, it's pretty clean. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Hilarious. So then like we get to, I'm just going to skip to the end because the end gets so confusing. This is the confusing end where everything is a twist. Like once again, like before Scarlet, sorry, I couldn't remember her name, encounters who we believe is legend. Finally, he's figured out all the clues. She's figured out all five of them. Julian doesn't go with her. Mm-hmm. He just lets her go alone. And he gives- oh, and he's like, I have a boat, right? Isn't he yeah. like, let's run away, I have a boat. Yeah, he gave her his pocket watch. Yeah. And it had coordinates to a boat, so he's like, in case we get separated, this is like coordinates to a boat that's paid, like you and your sister can like go somewhere safe. Which I thought that was sweet to kind of be like, in case something happens, like. Yeah, although I mean, it's a fictional boat. Right, but, still. So. The <laughs> is there. Is it like what the fuck? Is it? I don't know at this point. Like at this point, is he going to actually leave Caravel with Scarlet and run away? Like I don't know. Probably. I don't think he would, knowing what the. Whole, I mean, I assume he knows the whole plan. Yeah, you never know. And that she, in order to be safe from her dad, they kind of have to go through with it. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. I don't know. So. And then he, so she's now encountering Legend, who does call her stupid at this point, at some point during the exchange. Um, and it's like, you would, he's like so creepy. He's like, you would make a great player. Oh, what a performance you could put on. I'm like, leave her alone. Creep. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then he's like, meet my partner in crime, Julian. And then Julian comes out. It's like the big betrayal. And this would be a bigger betrayal if we hadn't felt like Julian betrayed her like four times by this point in the story. She yeah. suspected him of like betraying her so many, like every three chapters. Um, is he lying to me? Is he legend? Is he, is what's he real and what's not in this game? You know what I mean? Is what? he just laughing at me? Um, we don't know. Can I trust him? Like that's the entire relationship. So suddenly it's like Julian's like mask revealed, like he's been playing you this entire time. Um, and that's when she, she's like looking to him to see, is there any hint of her Julian or is this just like some like sociopath? We don't know. And then she opens the like little locket that he had just given her before she like dropped into this place from above. And it, like, plays his recording where you can tell that he's not physically able to say everything he wants to say, but it's along the lines of, like, this is genuine and this is real. Like, what we have is real. And she's like, I knew it. I knew you really cared about me, essentially. And Legend just stabs him straight in the chest, and then Julian dies. Yep. Too far. And then, no, no reason this had to happen. No reason Tella. at all. Thank you, Tella. The yeah. worst. I, I don't think it was Tella. I think it was Legend just being crazy. Yeah, probably. I mean, or I, or he's just so crazy that he's like, when she said take him out, that's that's clearly what she meant. Or yeah. he's like so detached because 
Yeah. So we know this. It's his brother, and he knows that he'll come back to life. But still, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the manic, like, crazy, like, unpredictable person. Yeah. But, like, she didn't, like, willingly play it. She, like, clutched it, and then he was like, what do we have here? And discovered it. And that's why he was like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So he had to deal with shit. Uh, it was still too far. He could have, like, taken him, pretend taken him captive or something. Like, he didn't have to kill him in front of her. And as horrible as this is, believe it or not, believe it or not, it's about to get worse. Yep. Because then she takes, like, the stairway to fucking hell. It should be heaven. It's not. She finds Tella. Finally. Finally, she finds Tella. And Tella's completely fine. She's, like, in a nice, like, sweet surrounded by treasures and dresses and she's just been having the time and she's like i was worried you were gonna find me yay you're here we can party yay you know and scarlet's covered in julian's blood <laughs> and she's soaking wet because she had to like jump down a hole into moving water earlier before julian got murdered in her arms basically so she's covered like she's wet and she's covered in blood and she's like we have to leave right now, get thy shit, we must leave. And Tella's like, tell us silly Scarlet, you got you swept away in the game. Nothing that happens here is real. Everything's fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just so extremely frustrating because Tella is basically just like gaslighting the hell out of Scarlet. Yes. You know, Scarlet's like, dad is here with my fiance. I've evaded him. She's like, I tied him to the bed to get away at one point. You know, like, this is, it's not, it's not good. And she's like, you're so silly. I'm sure it was an illusion. I'm sure everything was an illusion. No, he wasn't just murdered and that's blood on your hands. It's an illusion. It's the magic of Caravelle. Really, you have to take it seriously. And then she's like, I've fallen in love with a handsome man. I can't wait for you to meet him. His name is Daniel or some shit. And then guess what? Dun, 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 dun. Daniel's legend. And then he's like, let's tie up your sister. Yeah. And so, and she's like, let me get the rope. <laughs> and at this point, the first time I read this book, I was like, what in the actual fuck is happening right now? So yeah, so this is a book for children, basically. I'm just gonna say YA is like 13 year olds reading this book and it's fine. And they're like, let me get the rope and we'll tie you up because she's gonna hurt herself because she's so crazy. And I was like, what is happening in this book? So then they tie her up and the whole time Legend's like whispering to her. He's like, she'll do whatever I want her to do. And I'm gonna throw you off the balcony, you know? and you better be willing to die for her. You know, like, it's, like, the most, and, and, and Tella's just, like, don't hurt yourself, Scarlet. Oh, no. Let me gag you. You know? Should we get a sedative? Yeah, should we get her a sedative? She did actually say that, right? She didn't actually offer to gag her, but she did offer a sedative. And Legend's, like, I don't think that's necessary, darling. Right? So then suddenly, her father shows up, and then she's, like, Daniel, what's this? And he's like, I invited them. Ha ha, you should have listened to your sister. I am legend. And also, this was all fake. And this was all a fake relationship. And then Tella's really, like, hurt by this news. 
And he's like, I've roped up your wayward daughter for you. So now you and the count can take her back and marry her off. And obviously this marriage is off to a great start since I had to tie her down with a rope to make this work, you know? Well, and didn't the, the fiance already like, kind of try to rape her but maybe not it's like skipped it but basically like when she got kidnapped or like her and julian got caught by her father like the dad put him in a room to have sex yeah and also the dad scarred julian's face up he cut her face up from his eye to his like lip which sucks but is less traumatic than your dad forcing you in a room yeah then he was like well i guess you can have you know take a virginity early since you I put you all through this trauma so uh you can go have sex with my daughter now and we'll just wrap up this marriage when we get back to Trisda cool yeah. like so messed up so she ended up thankfully uh like subduing him with that like potion she had to help prevent harm so he was like knocked out for like two hours and then she tied him up so like literally her dad says something to the effect of you've already paid for her you might as well get to enjoy her early. It's close enough to the wedding, yeah. right? You might as well enjoy what you paid for, right? Yeah. That is the definition of prostitution slash it would have been rape. So luckily she escapes that scenario. Um, so yeah, and now she's been tied to a chair for like express shipping delivery to the count, you know? Yeah. So, um, and now what's Tella going to do, you guys? So what's this? great plan of hers that we now know is her plan later on in the book. Um, she then goes to the edge of the balcony and is like, I'm going to kill myself because I'm not going to go back to Trista. Bye. And then she just bounces. She just jumps to her death and dies. Yep. Yep. And she's like, you can't control, you know, Scarlet anymore because I'm dead. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I always thought I would go to the edge of the earth and die versus going back home. So I'm going to do just that. Right. So then Scarlet's just, she's gotten out of the chair at this point, but you know, not in time to save Tella from jumping off the balcony. Um, And, and her dad's just like, all right, Scarlet, let's go home. Like that sucked. Let's go. You know? Yep. And then finally she's like, I'm not going with you. I'm not marrying you. You guys can get the fuck out. I'm not doing any of that anymore. And yep. you have no hold over me anymore because Tella is gone. Yep. So, bye. And then she's just alone with Legend. And she's oh, like, I oh. won. Mm-hmm. So I want my wish. And he's like, oh, we're not going to be doing that. See ya. And I was like, what is this book? Right? Like, <laughs> what is this book? And she's like having an internal struggle. She's having an internal struggle because now she's caught between do I wish for my sister back or do I wish for Julian back? And she knows that she has to pick her sister and she loves her sister and her sister is like her best friend. But at the same time, a moment ago, her sister was alive and she could have wished Julian back to life, you know? So now she can't save both people and she feels really heartbroken about it because she's in love with Julian, but she has to save her sister because her sister just face planted off the balcony and oh, she tries to bring her sister back to life at one point with her own blood. That does not work. Um, and she's very sad. And then they're like, we'll come get her stuff. You know, let us box up a room for you. And then that's when she finds letters. 
Letters Between Tella and Legend, the Master of Caravel, where the, together they hatch a plan of Tella's devising to save her and her sister by ruining her marriage with the Count and also faking her own death. <laughs> and she is like, my plan is to fake my own death, but also by actually killing myself. And then he's like, do you have anyone that will wish you back to life? And she's like, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of confidence in this choice. She had right. a lot. Yeah. And he's like, well, I hope so. Or otherwise, you don't come back. I don't know what to tell you. So, yeah. So then at the very end, you know, she reads these letters. And then magically, her sister is alive again. Because she somehow, at some point in this. Doesn't she like, go down to her? She had, yeah, she'd gone down trying to save her because Caraval was in oh, the floor packing up so she could see, like, the magic receding yeah. from the area. So she knew, like, she had limited time. Um, she tried to save her with blood because of the whole Julian thing and hoping that. And then, like, plus, like, chanting, like, a wish to her back to, like, life would do it. But nothing happened. And that's when she kind of got pulled away um, by Joe. Joe yeah. Ben. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, like, it didn't work. Her sister's dead. She's packing up her things, and then she's reading these letters, and she calls her sister, like, stupid or something like that. And then suddenly it's, like, stupidly brilliant, you mean? Ta-da! Tell us alive! Um, and she's, like, wearing all white, and she looks really creepy. Um, and she's, like, what's happened? And she's, like, you wish me back to life. Thanks, sis. Like, yay! Dad thinks I'm dead, and... They've left. They're gone, and we're going to have a party now. Let's go to the party. And and poor Scarlet is like, what in the hell is going on? Um, so then, you know, she kind of tell explains her insane plan, um, and that's when she explains the part where, like, sorry that he killed Julian, but don't worry, because he's not really dead, because any of the Caraval players, or the members of the Caraval troop or whatever that die during a caravel performance they really die but then they're brought back to life at the end of caravel somehow don't worry about it he's alive um and she's like i don't even feel like i know julian and she's like well you've got to go see him and then they go to a party the end of this book is so insane this is why i didn't read the second one (laughs) I will say it. By the time I hit the part of the book, I was so fucking done. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't care. Like, I'm done. So I'm excited to read the rest of it, but I, I just remember being so mad by the time I hit the end of this first book yeah. at all of, like, the unnecessary actions slash deceptions. There was an easier way out of this marriage agreement than Tella chucking herself off a balcony. Oh, and- yeah fingers crossed, Scarlet wishes you back to life, you know, because not to be a dick, you have not made this easy for her, you know? Yeah, she definitely put yeah. her through, like, an emotional, like, trauma that, yeah. like, even though it all came out hunky-dory where both of them are alive and stuff, like, the emotional, like, events happening don't change. Like, she still watched Julian and her die. Mm-hmm. She still had all these feelings of what she experienced. Um, yeah. And even, like, 
Julian had said at one point, like, you know, people come here for the experience and they do sometimes do lawless things in, in the dark. It's just whatever happens in Carroll stays in Carroll, but you still go home with it. Like the memories don't just yeah. vanish. It's not like you're completely speaking clean. Like your choices you made still follow. And same thing with this, like, she's not going to forget all of these things. Like I, I know she felt like it and I would too still. I think we all would feel like a fool too. Like knowing all the people that like, even though, you know, some of them are actors, but then there's people you didn't know were actors were actors. You know what I mean? And like knowing yeah, that like the entire journey is being documented in this freaking historian book. I mean, like absolute, like I would be horrified and mortified and just like so traumatized by that myself. I'd be like, I would just feel very like betrayed. Um, and like, obviously like not having been brought in on this plan at all either, which I understand why she couldn't have with her to an extent, because like, I don't feel like Scarlett was, would have gone along with it, but still like just be left in the complete dark like that. It's just yeah. horrible. And, and I, if Julian hadn't have stepped in, it would have been even worse because she would have, yeah. she probably wouldn't have succeeded anyway. Probably would have got caught by her father and whisked away. Um, oh, we also found out that the way that her dad and the count had gotten into Caraval was because Tabla had left them a couple tickets mm-hmm. into it. So I assume that means that perhaps he was there actually on time, but maybe they just hadn't crossed paths possibly yet. You never know. That could be. Well, just, I also, oh, go ahead. oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I keep coming back to the, like you said, it's too far. Like they go way too far, but obviously legend is so out of touch with mm-hmm. humanity. And I think he feels like, cause they're very heavy on the warnings of remember it's a game, remember it's a game, remember it's a game. And I think Julian, even at one point is like, remember this is a game, but I mean, it's not though. Like you said, there's, there's consequences. So I don't know. It's just, your life choices can still be altered by this, whether it's a game right. or not. You can still lose that, you know, engagement or marriage or, right. you know. If you have sex with somebody else, the, the the fact that it's a game doesn't change the fact that you had sex with somebody other than your betrothed, you know. Right. Like. Pregnant, possibly pregnant. That would also change things, you know. Um, go ahead, Ashley. Yeah. Besides potential pregnancy, I mean, that could happen at a work conference. You guys watch out. Uh, <laughs> but if the people die, like if the guests of Caravel die, they don't come back. So if, and this is mentioned, that if the wish, if she hadn't wished correctly, I guess, yeah. Tala wouldn't have come Tala back. Tala would be dead. Yeah. She would be dead. And that's why legend didn't want her to be in the loop because it was, he was afraid it either wouldn't work or it would put too much pressure on Scarlett and it wouldn't work to wish Tella back to life. She had to really feel the grief of her sister being dead to actually yeah. wish her back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why. But I just want to say, why did, why, did, why did any of it have to happen? Why did we have to, why did Tella have to kill herself for this to work? Mm-hmm. Instead of even just faking her own death, which is a thing people do all the time yeah. in real life. Um, I mean, they have magic. They have like, they could have figured out a way <laughs> or just like a pulley system where she like jumps and goes into a window or something. There's ways. Or she they could have to actually die. To Caravelle, not told her dad where they wanted, where they went, successfully ran away to Caravelle and then figured it out from there. Like there would have been ways. They could have faked their death at Caravelle and then, you know, just sent like 
I don't know, little death certificates back to Papa on the island, but like, they died of Caravel, so yeah, I don't know. You can't come because we've already left because we're a traveling circus. And you know? I kind of get that one part. I kind of get it because I feel like he would believe it was a ruse unless he saw it with his own yeah. eyes. I like, kind of, but she still could have faked her death. Like, it didn't have to be real. It didn't have to be real. Yeah. No. And Scarlet could have been in on it. Yeah, if it wasn't real. Yeah, absolutely. And then she wouldn't have gone through all this trauma. Somebody yeah. said, too, like, they had done a series of tests on Scarlett to make sure that she could pass. And if she hadn't passed any of them, then they weren't going to have Telly jump out the window because he didn't believe that she would have been able to bring her back. So, I mean, you know, at least, not that it makes it better that she still jumped out the window, but I, I was glad to see that he had some sort of safeguard. Like, you know, if she doesn't pass any of these, like, you're not doing it because yeah. you will just die. And that's not what I want from this situation, yeah. you know? Because he does feel guilt about that one lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, um, yeah, I don't want anybody to die. I just can't love anybody. Now, one thing I thought was interesting with the party, um, I felt bad because obviously Scarlett was still very traumatized, but at least they had a moment before the party where she, like, at least I felt like Tell was trying to kind of fill her in on some of the stuff while she went to her room. And of course, it was full of dresses, which was funny because it's like, man, that's a lot of dresses. Like, how many secrets did she give up? A lot. Because the dress that she got for Scarlett was five secrets. So that just also tells you the differences. Like, she's able to obviously be a little bit more um, honest with herself to an extent about these things. If she's able to just be like, yep, five dresses here, here, here. <laughs> but um, anyway, but she did say like, it's, I, I think you need to go because you need to see Julian. Like, you need closure, whether that means anything comes from this or it doesn't. Like, you're going to regret if you never see him again, which I, is true. Like, yeah. they obviously had a connection. It would be, it would have been awful if she never even had a conversation with him again and just, like, straight disappeared. Um, so I felt that was good because, of course, once again, she feels all betrayed and, like, confused because, you know, he's with, like, this really flirty, beautiful girl from the dress shop, and she's just like, oh, my God, like, I can't do this, which is understandable, um, and thankfully, they encourage her to go say hi to him when she does, and they have a good conversation, and she forgives him, and that kind of left on a hopeful thing. Yes, Ashley? And that's when we find out he's actually Legend's brother. Glad. Yeah, he said his full name which ended with Santos. So we know that they're related and they're brothers. Um, so she kind of like learns a little bit more of his truth. Well, because at first she like didn't pick up on it. And she was like, oh, Santos, like, oh, you must be related. And then she's like, are you his brother? And he's like, you're a sharp one. Yep, sure am. <laughs> um, so that was good. And then Tella, of course, she had her eye on Dante. And so she goes off and does her own thing. Um, but at the end of it, did you read that blog, Ashley? I assume you did. Okay. I did. Okay, so the end of it, we kind of see where Tella's just, she's definitely indulging, drinking all the nectar, spiked nectar, and all the alcoholic cookies, and dancing with all the people. Um, and someone drops something into, like, whisks her away and places something in her uh, pocket in her dress. And it's a note basically saying, like, Hey, I'm glad things went according to as planned. Um, don't forget, like, I don't know what it says exactly, but like, you still owe me for the bargain that we made. Um, basically, something to that degree. Let me see what it says. 
I think Susie's looking it up too. Yeah, congratulations on escaping your father and surviving Caravel. Please, our plan worked, although I had no doubt you'd survive. I'm sure your mother would be quite proud, and I believe you should be able to see her soon. Is this the right letter? Yeah. But first, you must keep up your end of the bargain. I hope you haven't forgotten what you owe me in exchange for all that I've shared with you. I plan on collecting my payment very soon. Truly yours, a friend. Yeah. yeah. So I totally I, thought that was from Legend. I don't know yeah. why, because it wasn't signed Legend. Just as well, you know, so it alludes to it. But yeah, so I feel like for me, like, even though I was definitely frustrated with the end of that first, like, beginning, like, how all that stuff went down, but I was like, okay, recession for her mom now, like, there's more, it's like, she obviously didn't share all the letters with her, there's more to the story, so I was excited to read Legendary to learn more of this story, so. Yes. And I believe, isn't that, isn't Legendary all Tella's POV, or is it her answer? Yes. It's all Tella. It's all Tella, yeah. The third book is supposed to be equally them, I think, but I think it's still, I feel like after this book, <laughs> I feel like Tella becomes the author's favorite, and I don't know, I just feel like, not that it's a bad thing, but I feel like even though they're supposed to share the last book, I still feel like it Tella's was kind of the one. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet was definitely, you got hers too, but I, I feel like it was still a little. She was more of like, it, and I think it, it's from this first book too, but I feel like Scarlet is like, drawn along into things and tell it is like the instigator of things yeah and i think that stays the same throughout the whole series yeah but it's really good so i'm excited to read it because like i said i it's been a while since i've read legendary and i at this point remember bits of it but i can't remember what all is from the third book as finale you know what i mean like so it'll be good to reread and relive that and see what all my memory serves and I just realized that the letter is not from Legend, because I always assumed it was. I didn't mean, as I said it, I was like, oh, shoot. Spoilers, you guys. Anyone like me that's only read the first book, we now know that letter is from, not from Legend. It's from someone else. Is it Dante? I don't know. Who is it? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. I tried to cover it. will not say. <laughs> Let's see what more information we can gather here. Um, <laughs> or you can just read the next book, Ash. I'm going to. The next book. So, like, I didn't reread the, like, the preview for the next book, but I remember it has something to do with Tella being a little girl and, like, finding magic cards in her mom's, like, desk drawer or something. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But I know the mom is involved more in the second book, I imagine. Yeah. Um, do you so book? I can't remember. I do. I have all three. Oh, Actually, I need to rebuy. I need to return and rebuy Finale because I got a misprinted book from Amazon. I actually should do that before it's too late. It's all like sideways. Like all the pages are, oh, the, like nice. the pages aren't sideways, but the pages are printed sideways. Gotcha. So I should probably call them after they are done here and just be like, send me a new one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I bought Legendary and Finale and I was like, yay. And I was like, Finale looks kind of weird. <laughs> and then I opened it and I was like, Finale is a misprint. <laughs> Yeah, now he's definitely not written that way in my book. So it's, no, no. <laughs> it's very obviously a misprint. So yeah, I just I need to call them and have them send me one. I just forgot. <clears throat> but I own them both, and they're downstairs. Yay! Yay! Hold on, I'm gonna clear my throat there. Anyway, so but I'm excited to read Legendary. Which just makes me think of London Dairy, but that's a different story. Um, you read Legendary, 
And um, that will be next, and we'll find out. Who is this letter from? Because I thought it was from Legend. We'll find out. I'm sorry. I thought I didn't no, think that I thought that was the last chapter, and then the like the epilogue talked more about it. I I was wrong. It's okay. No, actually, this was the best hook you could have given me in potential readers that aren't for sure about the next book because I was like, oh, it's from Legend, and then I'm now I'm like, who is it from though? So I'm excited. So no, I'm excited to read it. <clears throat> Reading this book through the second time was helpful because. I did forget things, of course. I mean, I hadn't read it at least two years. So it was helpful to reread it and to know in my mind that this was Tella's plan was very helpful the second time round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although it's a bad plan, I will say, I don't like the plan yeah. um, and I think it was shitty, but you know, she wasn't just being selfish and irresponsible. She was trying to do this in order to free her sister and herself from their father. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she, she was right. I don't think that marriage would have gone very well. Or maybe it would have. Maybe it would have been fine if they met under different circumstances. Maybe if he had just, like, shown up, you know, and been charming, and then they just got married. Maybe it would have been fine. We don't know. It, it might have. We don't know because... We didn't get to experience it. Yeah. I assume the answer to that is no. Um, <laughs> but Tella really banked on that answer being no when she organized all of this with legend from Caravelle. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So there's no going back unless they kidnapped Scarlet on the beach and took her away. Yep. To a different island. So, well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, what would we rate this book? Four. I'm also going to four. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Even though the last eighth of the book had me screaming. <laughs> yeah, um. I'm interested to get your take on the next two, Ashley, because I I think this is my favorite out of all three. And I'm not gonna say why, I guess. You think book two is your favorite of the three books? No, I think I think the first one is. Oh because okay. it's it's so it's so, so different. It's That's so different. pure to Caravel. Like, I don't know. The other the others just kind of change the game, which mm -hmm. is good in a series. Yeah. But this one is so true to the magic of Caravel, I think. And I think <laughs> that is true. I really enjoyed I, I remember liking all three of them a lot. But one thing I really, I rereading this, I really enjoyed was, like I said, the colors, because you're from Scarlett's point of view the whole time, and like the yeah. way she envisioned stuff, I just thought was really interesting. Intelligent, see things like, which most of us don't. I mean, there are people out there that do, but like most of us don't just see colors, you know, with yeah. our emotions and stuff. So you don't have that in the next book. But it was still, I liked both of them. So I'm excited to reread it and see. This book definitely felt magical mm -hmm. the entire time. It did feel very exciting. Uh, there's beautiful fan art of it, um, which I, I would say just stop looking at Ashley because you yeah stop looking because there's something that popped up yeah it, yeah stop looking yeah just stop okay. it Freaking I would say it. whimsical illustration does great artwork in general slash she gives me spoilers on accident because she's like look at this beautiful think, art and I'm I like, think there's oh. a spoiler from that no I did um, recently 
see, well, I didn't recently see one, but I've definitely seen one about Tella. But at this point, I've forgotten who it is. Yeah, is yeah. it Dante? I don't remember. Is it Legend? I don't remember. Um, we'll find out. But I know that she has a romance in the next one. So who will it be with? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, but it's beautiful. It's magical. It definitely feels like it could have been a self-contained book. I really feel like this could have been a standalone. Yeah. Um, I gave it to my sister and told her not to read the other two because I know how she is. And, um, I kind of stand by that actually, because I know she won't like the other two. <laughs> Well, okay. So it is a good standalone, but we like, like I liked the other two and yeah. there is, there's definitely magic in oh, the other two. So magical. It's, it's just, just yeah. It's a different yeah. like magical experience, I guess you could say. I mean, even if they stood with Caraval, we're behind the curtain at this point. We're not, exactly. that's what we're no longer experiencing it. They're somehow a part of it. Which yeah. is different. So anyway. Dates while we're here on the phone briefly or no? Well, yeah, good. well, let's say bye to the people. We already did. We did not. Okay. We, did. we rated the book. We haven't said bye to people yet. You have to do a lot of editing. I know. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, please join us uh, in the next episode where we discuss Legendary, and let's see if I hate it. Let's find out. It'll be fun. Yay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.